Hi, Tuesday. Hi, Dev. Welcome to Music is Good, except when it isn't. It's, sometimes it's not good. <laughs> sometimes it's a it's a, a sobering reminder of how far we've come. Yeah, <laughs> we're here to educate the youth about... I just feel like people are really romanticizing emo and scene right now. And we, we couldn't all be My Chemical Romance. Fair enough. No. Um, for every... For every My Chemical Romance, there were like 10,000 other bands that were not good. Yeah. There were just so many of them. There were so many bands. And Justin Timberlake, I mean, maybe Justin Timberlake was doing the world a favor when he deleted a lot of MySpace. You know what? Maybe, nah, I'm not going to forgive him. He's done some, he's done I'm some not gonna, alleged I'm things. not going to forgive Justin Timberlake for existing. I'm nope. just saying that maybe some of the files that were lost are okay. To be lost. Yeah, you know, the deletion of MySpace, maybe it was for the best. <laughs> Woof. <laughs> That's a take. I'm Devin Galloway. I'm Tuesday Ferguson. <laughs> and uh, today we're talking about Never Shout Never. <sighs> Specifically their first album. Their EP. The summer EP. Not even an album. Not even an album. We couldn't. We, we couldn't. We couldn't do it. Mm-mm. No. Even this 20-minute little doozy was too much for me. <laughs> so Tuesday. I think it's really interesting how like MySpace and Bandcamp kind of had like their their cultures like surrounding those websites. And then I also think that like there's just a lot of people with MySpaces and Bandcamps who should be in jail right now. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> I remember being in a band where you had to have a MySpace and a Bandcamp simultaneously if you wanted to like oh. sell music. And that was the whole thing. Yeah. The interchange, the, the, the in-between era. Yeah, it was, it was really weird because like MySpace was so much more involved because you had to like HTML, your own like page. Mm-hmm. And then Bandcamp was like, here are these super easy options. Yeah. You can pick the color if you want. We'll give you the, op- we'll, we'll do the HTML for you. Just tell us what color you want. Give us one hex code. Also, like, remember how Epic Games bought Bandcamp like two months ago? I forgot about that. I forgot about that too until I got an email update about one of the the, the Bandcamp Fridays. And the email was like, Epic Games presents Bandcamp Fridays. And I'm like, ugh. Ugh. No. Ugh. This is so late epic for the win. So late epic for the win for the independent musician. So Tuesday. Yeah. Why'd you pick this? I don't know. <laughs> it's like, Dad, why did you bring me to a gay steel mill? I don't know. <laughs> Sit still. There's a spark in your hair. I love how that's like just me and your bit. I like that, that we that entire. I scene. like that we have we have some solid bits. We got mm-hmm. some. We got some solid bits. I, I was watching E.T. yesterday because it was the anniversary of the release. And then... Oh, that was yesterday? That was yesterday. Um, I think it was also Jurassic Damn. Park's 29th anniversary. <laughs> uh, those are like two of my favorite movies from my kid when I was yeah. a kid. All the, all the good movies. But yeah, that's why, I made the, that's why I made the meme of E.T. lying on the bathroom floor like, come back with a warrant, mother It's so good. <laughs> They didn't have a warrant. They why did they come into the house with the spacesuit? I've always wondered that. Why did they have the spacesuit? I think 
I think I remember reading that like Spielberg wasn't going for realism. He just wanted it to be like nightmarish. It was nightmarish. It did scare me when I was a kid. Oh yeah. Like I just, why did they have the space? <laughs> this is now turning into our side podcast where we just analyze every frame of E.T. Yeah. <laughs> I also, I also learned, I was reading up on animatronics trivia as I do. And apparently mm-hmm. Drew Barrymore almost destroyed the animatronic. Because she was eating lunch next to him, and she she uh-huh. was trying to feed him chips and soda because she thought he was real. <laughs> That's adorable. It's so cute. <laughs> oh, oh boy! Yeah, it was like very complex and had like eighteen different motors or something. <laughs> and Drew Barrymore was just like, <laughs> eat the chip. You can't eat this. Oh this is boy! Food. Oh my god! My experience of Never Shout Never is a bunch of my friends in high school really liked Never Shout Never, and I've always had a disdain for the ukulele indie voice-ness of it all. Unfortunately, that's what brought me there in the first place. I can understand that. I was learning how to play ukulele. (laughs) My deepest, darkest secret is that I've owned a ukulele since 2009 and learned how to play a Nutri Milk Hotel on it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, that's a rite of passage for playing ukulele and learning the entirety of In the Aeroplane Over the Sea. That just happens. You gotta do it. It's the rules. Yeah. You cannot. Or it was the you rules at the time. Uh, you learn, you learn Hall in 1945. You learn, mm-hmm. you learn Can't Help Falling in Love, but you have to sing it in like that voice where you're like, why is my Um, <laughs> and oh, see the other song, Hey Soul Sister by Train. Oh my God. Actually, I did hear a lot of covers of that when I was a kid. And I Will Follow You Into the Dark by Death Capri. Oh, that's a, that's a given. Yeah. Any acoustic open mic night between the years of like 2005 and 2010, that was a given. I would stretch it into 2012 even. I'd already graduated high school and stopped going to open mics at that point. So fair enough. That's fair. I yeah. was just being a high schooler. Oh, yeah. I cannot blame you for that. I was, I was being a high schooler. I have a confession to make. Mm-hmm. I got another confession. Um, in grade nine, I entered the the high school talent show, and I mm-hmm. played my ukulele into the mic. Do you want to know what artist I covered on my ukulele open mic? Is it, is, is it never shout never? No, somehow that would be less embarrassing. It was the Smiths. <laughs> 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 You know what? I think that's a respectable choice. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, the teachers liked it. Like, the teachers who were, like, alive in the 80s and 90s liked it. And they were like, wow, mm-hmm. that's the song they recognize. Good job. <laughs> I also had bangs, so, uh, like, everyone would call me Zoe Deschanel. Oh my god. Everyone in my life. God, that was such a time... 2010 to 2012 when the hipster thing was a thing yeah i also had a mustache necklace from claire's incredible i mean i just had an actual twirled mustache at that point <laughs> did you did you, did you a... put mustache wax in it to make it do the thing no i just lived in a studio in 2012 and that was greasy enough as it was a twirl fair enough <laughs> Because that's when I was, like, going to music school, and I literally lived in that studio for a year straight. Authenticity. 
Do you twirl your mustache on purpose? No, it's just like this. Yes. Mm, yes. yes. <laughs> Why are we on the radio? Because <laughs> we haven't been forcibly removed yet. So, to give you a little background information about Never Shout Never, if I must, they're from Joplin, Missouri. They formed in 2007. The main character of this band is Christopher Drew, who it was a solo project of his that started on MySpace. It got lots of traction on MySpace, and later down the road, they got a full band lineup. The band themselves were called The Shout. You know, like, it, it, it's a bad joke. I don't like that. Wow. And they existed from 2007 till a month ago, March or <laughs> till a month ago of March or May. I think it's May. Yeah, May 2022. Which I learned while researching for this episode that they literally just broke up. Sorry, it was March 2022. They released eight full-length albums and eight EPs. EPs. And I had such a hard time listening to this. Yeah. I I can't tell you why it hurts me the way it hurts me. Cuz like the instrumentals they're okay. They're fine. They're fine. They were well recorded. It's in, very in well produced. In a it's studio. well produced. The mix is very good. But I think uh, I think it was just this came out before that vine that was like, Welcome to my kitchen. So we couldn't make fun of it yet. Yeah, exactly. People just just liked it. <laughs> People just listen to that. And, and I think bananas and avocado. I genuinely believe that when it came to MySpace, if something was popular, People would just listen to it and claim that they liked it because that was the style at the time. Oh, yeah. I, I did that. <laughs> Not gonna lie. I mean, who hasn't? But that's also why I believe Medic Droid got as big as they were. Even though it was just being absolutely terrible. We were all just, like, curating a vibe. Mm-hmm. We were all trying to be hip and happening and with the newest bands. The most popular of MySpaces. Remember when Hot Topic used to do shows? Yes. I think I went to one. No, I... wait. That was just Warp Tour. <laughs> oh. Same diff. Yeah, basically. Yeah, no. Um, This was before Hot Topic came to Canada, so you had to go to Bellingham. So, like, I couldn't... My parents wouldn't let me go. Which was probably, like, for the best. <laughs> <laughs> there was also... Oh, my God. I don't know if I've told the story. I don't think I should name the artist who it was, but it was a similarly scene-haired ukulele player. Mm-hmm. from from youtube and he was doing a show in stanley park he was just gonna he was just gonna bring his ukulele to stanley park and he was from like london he had just come to vancouver and he was like i'm gonna bring my ukulele to stanley park that's a hell of a trip to go to stanley park so i was like mom can i go and she was like only if you're gonna be in a public place in broad daylight with your with people i know and then he was and then he and then the guy was like it's raining so i'm just gonna play the set in a random common room in a random apartment in Burnaby. Oof. And I was like, Mom, can I go? <laughs> she was like, I don't e- this is a grown man. <laughs> <laughs> Who is this guy? This is, this is, just because he's a ukulele does not stop him from being a grown man on the internet. And in hindsight, real. <laughs> <laughs> 
um, if you if you do know who this is, you know how the story ends. And uh, yeah, good call, mom. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes moms, they just know they're right. You know. Yeah. Yeah. This is a good segue to talk about what you sent to the chat, though. These uh, these these old tweets from our buddy Chris Drew here, just tagging Miley Cyrus, saying, "Let me read be them to queen. you." Be my queen. Be my queen. Happy Valentine's Day, Miley Cyrus. I will be your Valentine's. At Miley Cyrus, you are very beautiful. Like, all on February at 14th Trace, in two days. At Trace Cyrus, her brother, notably from the band Metro Station. Um, Trace Cyrus, check your DMs on Instagram. Dot, dot, dot. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> oh. oh, man. It's not a good look. You should never harass he- people online like that. He is a blue check at this point. Oh wow! In the screen, in the screen cap, he is a, he is a blue check. You can I also, never trust blue checks. I also feel like he maybe tried to like feel like he probably had more cred, Trace Cyrus, because like that was the era where we were listening to Metro Station. That one song. Mother, you don't like this? Will you do it like that? I I love that. Like the the emo kids who were too good for Disney ate that song up when the only reason that band exists is because the two guys met on the set of Hannah Montana because Miley oh. and Mitchell Musso were co-stars and then their brothers were like let's be in a band like like it's it's an honorary Disney band oh yeah like it screamed Disney even just watching the music video <laughs> oh yeah I do love that song love. like I absolutely love that song I still think yeah, it's it a banger it slaps. Let's go into a little bit more of the history. Um, after the this EP came out after like mild success on MySpace, as I said, um, the next year they went on tour with Hello Goodbye, who I still think also slap a little bit. I was listening to them yesterday because they came up on recommended on Spotify, and the Ace Enders of the fall of two thousand eight, and this is when like this band really started taking off, and also when their first um name change quote-unquote name change happened because instead of being lowercase never shout never with no spaces and an exclamation point it was capitalized never shout never no spaces with an exclamation point which then later down the road became never space shout space never no exclamation point (laughs) this comes across as like a scott pilgrim gag but it's real it kind of is like a walking Scott Pilgrim gag a little bit. The lyrics of a lot of the songs are very Scott Pilgrim-esque, as was well the style at the time. Like, Scott Pilgrim was being written when this stuff was coming out. So, like, yeah. it makes sense. Yeah. You, you can tie the source materials together in a way. They really took off after February 2009 when they played with Forever the Sickest Kids, The Cab, Mercedes, Mercy Mercedes, and many other bands as part of the Bamboozle Roadshow 2009. I don't even know what that festival is. I've never heard about it in my life. But around this time is when I was introduced to this band. Like, between 2006 and 2009, it was just such a constant being brought up all the time by my friends who really liked it. And I tried so many times to like this, and I just just can't do it. I couldn't do it. Real. Again, I can't tell you why I don't like it. It's just, like, each individual part is good. But the voice, the singing, 
just really grinds the angry part of my brain. <laughs> what yeah. what would you say are like your top three like like hell uh aspects of this? Like what what really is grinding your gears the most? I think it's the the voice. And I think it's the ukulele. Also when I hear the song because it just showed up so many times at open mic nights that I didn't want to be at. When they play on the bright side, I'm just like Maybe it's like a It's very like woo. It it's is very, very woo. It is. And like normally I'm fine with that stuff, but this like particularly just brings out some kind of like anger from the back of my brain that's like primordial where it's like you I don't like you. Glee <laughs> energy. It does have glee energy, and it also just kind of feels disingenuous, if that makes sense. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, it gives me... This isn't allegedly. This is my own opinion here, radio people. It gives off the opinion of someone who picked up ukulele and could already sing kind of good from, like, lessons or something, and was like, yeah, I'm going to get a lot of girls by doing this. Watch this. You know what I mean? And then they dropped out of high school to go be Never Shout Never. So yeah. So that. Yeah. Like, no shame, no shame if you uh, dropped out of high school, like, power to you. I just oh, yeah. feel like, why? I don't know. But I, it just, it just feels, I'm going to say it. No, I shouldn't. <laughs> no, I'm going to say, it. Uh, it feels like male manipulator music, but like, in, like, it's secret male manipulator music to me. Does that make sense? Extremely. Mm-hmm. Extremely. And like, I don't know. I can't believe this thing won Song of the Year in 2016 for... I don't even care what that song is. They won a Breaking Woody. Oh my god. Christopher Drew won PETA's Libby Awards for the Sexiest Vegetarian in 2011. Oh. <laughs> was it connected to PETA? I guess he was. If he won a Libby Award from them. <sighs> the Sexiest Vegetarian. You know. The most sought-after award that you hear all about all the time. That hurts me. And also, just, like, the, the language always used with this band is very, 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 like, uwu. Like, everything I found online and all, like, the interviews and stuff that I read. Like, there's a tweet here where it's like, I'm in the studio with Never Shout Never today. It's going to be a super fantastic time. It's like, you don't talk like that. Everyone's uwuing this band. Corky. Like, maybe it's me, like, forgetting what the atmosphere of this time period was. But looking back on it, almost 20 years later, I'm like... It's not 20 years. It's 2009. Fair. 2009 is 7th grade now. Wait. 2009 was... The people who were born in 2009 are the current 7th graders. Okay, that makes sense. That is how long ago it was. Okay. But in this decade, it will be 20 years. Fair. (laughs) Time goes by too quickly. What was your experience with Never Shout Never in Um, elementary slash high school for you, Tuesday? (laughs) I don't even remember how I got into them. Like, for all I know, it was probably like DeviantArt or like uh, Quizilla. Because mm-hmm. I was, I was like, really active on Quizilla, um, which was, like, you were supposed to make quizzes and but, like, it was functionally, like, Wattpad. Like, there was just a lot of vampire fanfic. 
Oh, yeah. I don't know. This was also the era where I was into wizard rock. You mean like the Harry Potter stuff? Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. I... It was it was a rough time. I had like like the frizziest, like awful, like crusty hair and like my blue notes Harry Potter graphic tees <laughs> and my fedora and my ukulele. And I was like, I'm the coolest kid in seventh grade. I don't know why anyone I don't know why people don't don't think I'm super cool. The important thing was that I had an onion on my belt. Which was the style at the time. This band purely came out of the internet at the time. That I can say that with confidence that this band is internet made. This is the internet's fault. Extremely. Like, you know, whatever whatever era we are of internet music that like everyone's hating on currently, where it's like the the TikTok pop punk. Mm-hmm. The like, uh, the machine gun Kellys of the world right now. Machine Gun Kelly wishes he was this guy. Absolutely. 100 percent extremely i don't know it hurts me and like some of the lyrics in the song like in the last song in particular really does feel kind of icky to me in like a oh. not aged well kind of way oh yeah i just feel like i think what gets to me is like the the cutesy persona yeah i i don't like that yeah like i think that's what i, I think that's what attracted me in the first place as, like, a 12-year-old who wasn't up on, like, soft boy manipulators yet. Mm-hmm. So I was just like, oh my god, he's so wholesome. He's so... He loves nature and peace. He's so nice. And now it just feels sinister. Like, I don't even know if, like, this guy in particular has ever really done anything besides harass Miley Cyrus on social media. Oh, he has. There's, there's... There's, like, a wormhole. Ah, okay. Yeah, no, he but, got a he got a fan pregnant. Oh, okay. Um, uh, there are mixed like reports of how old this fan was in relation to him, but uh, I just throw an allegedly. Yeah, there's there's some allegedly's floating around there, um, about how like you know he kind of used like the hippie like peace loving thing to just be like you know, none of it even matters like. Why are you so mad about this legitimate thing that I <laughs> that I made you mad about? Like peace and love. Okay, so I'm I'm right to think that this whole cutesy energy thing is disingenuous. Then oh, extremely. Like I'm reading the lyrics to the duet, which is a bonus track off the summer EP, and I kind of want to like read the whole thing out to us because it's short, but it's, it's also time. just like it's time. Gotta... Okay, so I'm I'm gonna do it. I know that you think of me sometimes because all I do is think of you at night. I know it may take a little time. For you to see, you are the love of my life, and I just sing do 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 do, and I just sing do 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 You walked up to my porch and you said hi. I looked into those beautiful brown eyes. All you said was, "Can we go inside?" And I said, "Yes," and so we did. This is thanks. Thanks, and then it goes back into the do 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 part. And then ends with, now we're in love. That's a song, everyone. I think, like, I think the target audience was people of middle school and high school age who were like, I wish I could get a boyfriend like this who would write me songs like this instead of a boyfriend who only speaks in family guy quotes. (laughs) (laughs) 
That was just the standard we were working with. It's like, I want a sensitive boyfriend. Well, I mean, when this album came out, or this EP came out, he was 16. So Yeah. But still, it's like, man, it's just, it just sucks. It just, it's not good. It's sinister. It's sinister. It is sinister. It is sinister. But yeah, apparently this guy just like did a lot of acid and then started being really mean to people. And he was like, I'm a god. Um, I would also like to take the moment to read my favorite Tumblr post of all time. Posted in 2015. Please. By Tumblr user FreeJimmer. FreeJimmer. In seventh grade, I went to an Ever Shout Never concert. And Christopher Drew passed around his water jug and was like, we're all brothers and sisters. And then I got mono. (laughs) That is a good way to get mono, to be honest. Extremely. And like... Another song on this record, Liar Liar, which was a bonus track. Mm-hmm. The bonus tracks, both very sinister. Is like very like you broke my heart, you're a b- now kind of like. Yep, yep. I it's that entire like vibe where you know he's a sweet soft boy until you dump him, and then he's like you stupid. B-. Yeah, like. But somehow it's still quirky. Yeah, like that's the thing. It's like it goes from like singing like do 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 now we're in love to let me read this here. Yeah, I'm moving on, but that's the way it goes. When you break my heart, everybody knows. Don't pull that again. That's an actual lyric on the same <laughs> record. That's the same. That's one song up from the do do do. Now we're in love song. Yeah. Like that's evil. That's that's some like hidden darkness. Oh yeah, and from what what the allegations have sounded like it sounds like like that's that is the vibe in real life as well mm-hmm. don't like it yeah i'm gonna read i'm gonna read some more lyrics here this to really really clue this this point i'm making home you're not the girl that you say you are with that deceiving little smile and your black hole of denial i'm not the least bit surprised that your whole wide world is crashing down right before my eyes like that's not cool it's not, not on this album it's not on this album, but do you remember Teeter Teeter Best Friend Eater? I don't actually. But that's I think it's I I think you gotta. I think you gotta. <laughs> and it's also stylized like that, like one word. Oh, it's so quirky. He's got like the googly eyes on his chin. Oh my god, like that YouTube video back then. There were probably like so many wannabes of this guy in Grandview Park in twenty ten. I knew so many people who wanted to be this person. Yeah, and they were all in Grandview Park, and they all smelled like they were dunking straight patchouli oil over their B.O. Absolutely. Okay, I can't watch any more of that. Yeah, no. This band literally, like, I don't get that annoyed about music these days as much as I used to, but this, like, brings me back to, like, my high school, like, ooh, why do you listen to that? Kind of, like, like internet yeah. critic my music taste is better than everyone's brain where it's like, ooh, I'm mad that this exists. Yeah. You know? It's not good. Yeah, um, I do just want to go into, like, the cultural appropriation because I feel like that's a thing. There's literally, there's literally a photo shoot of him for some, for some magazine where he's got, like, a, a whole headdress on. Oh, come on. This was, this was the era where, like, Urban Outfitters had a whole line of clothes that were what they thought was Navajo. What the hell? Like, this was the peak of that era, where it was, like, Lana Del Rey's ride video. I do remember that. I do remember going to, like, Home Outfitters and seeing, like, a lot of, like, headdress-adjacent stuff. Yeah. And then, like, 
you know, like really bastardized versions of like a million different spiritualities. And then they just oh, use yeah. that to like gotcha anyone who's like, maybe that's a little racist. And they're like, well, I do yoga, so peace and love, bro. You're not being, that's not very peace and love of you. God. Like, the it was late very 2000s that. were maybe a hellscape. Yeah, extremely. Um, yeah, I'm just really into he's also got, iconography. He's also got, like, that, that wolf hat that people always wore to raves. Do you remember like those? The, the toque with the really long paw things? Yeah, and it was all uh, fun for... Don't people still wear those? Well, like, now they have the bunny hat where you pull on the thing and then it makes the little ears go, which is fine. I respect that. It's it's different than the wolf hat, in my opinion. I mean, the wolf hat has connotations now, after existing for so long. Yeah. This is one of those episodes where we're just like, let's beat up this 15, or I don't know how old album. <laughs> what if we went back in time and beat this guy up and shoved him in a locker? <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know why I expected this to not... Like, I remembered it being bad. I'm like, no, I'm older now. Let's give it a listen. It'll be okay. No. It's really bad. Like, I can't think of anything redeeming about it, besides maybe the production being pretty good. I think even the thumbnail for this video, his chin googly eye puppets have a headdress. They do, yeah. This looks like one of my Nana's craft books from the 60s. <laughs> Derogatory. <laughs> I guess, like... I don't know. Like, I, I feel like we could already get into final thoughts because, like, for once we're paying attention just to beat up this man. This guy just reminds me of, like, the people I hung out with who were Disney teens, but they just really mm-hmm. unironically liked Peter Pan from the 50s, which is, like, the worst one. Oh, yeah. Of the, ones that were, of the ones that were released on tape. Like, we're not including Song of the South because none of us ever saw that because it wasn't on tape. Um, yeah. But yeah, Peter Pan was probably, like, among... He looks yeah. like a guy that would really like Peter Pan. Oh, yeah. From the 50s. From the 50s. Um, yeah, this reminds me of, like, a friend group where they all kind of turned on me. Because I was like, maybe you should listen to the people who say that Day of the Dead makeup is maybe a little disrespectful. And they're like, you're bullying me. <laughs> you are bullying me for criticizing my Halloween costume. That is based on like a deeply spiritual holiday. This is uh you're oppressing me. It was extremely like that. And then like I was already like a socially awkward, like queer kid. So they were just like <laughs> Yeah. People didn't like me in high school. I mean this guy reminds me of people that I would know from like local music or I'd see in other bands and it's like, yeah, this guy would have called me the F slur. Mm-hmm. In conversation, unironically. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Again, like the the people who are trying very hard to come across as a sweetheart, and then somehow all their friends are under fifteen, and we're and not sure why. And they constantly are on psychedelics and do the whole like. Oh yeah, none of them are. So yeah, good. you just gotta you gotta like open your mind up. You're a little closed off because you're yeah. not, you're not accepting me for who I am when I'm not on stage. Yeah. Yeah. Extremely. This turned into a bigger doozy than I thought it was going to be, actually. I didn't want to remember. I'm never shouting, never. (laughs) 
Maybe no, I, I always will shout never. I will shout never specifically at this man. Yeah, specifically, no. Even the Wikipedia page is pretty sparse. <laughs> There's not much that's, to go on. That's called lawyers who do a Google wipe. I'm willing to bet you. You know what? I'm going to say allegedly, but I believe you. <laughs> I just, whenever there's like a moderately popular pop punk guy with a very pristine Wikipedia page, mm-hmm. I feel like that's probably what happened. Oh, yeah. The and only like- controversy being that he was once rude to an interviewer while on acid. It's like, no, I think I think more more things than that have happened, buddy. So I found out the, the section where the band actually started breaking up. Mm-hmm. Um, basically, it seems like he has retired from music completely. Woof. Yeah. Do we know why? Do we have any reasons? Um, in early 2021, he began posting tweets and Instagram stories about a new project where he played everything himself. Mm-hmm. And then those posts were deleted and disappeared after 24 hours and mm. it was never shown to be either it was a never shop never project or a solo project so it seems like he just wanted to control everything again and then because yeah. he didn't get his way he ended his music career because it wasn't going the way he wanted it to and you know what maybe that's for the best yeah i but- have also done some digging around tumblr and apparently there were public allegations that have since been deleted mm-hmm. uh, so i think that might have happened like around the same time and then he was like, I'm quitting music forever. Because <laughs> someone implied that I maybe didn't treat them very well. I'm quitting music forever. Typical response, you know. Yeah. A normal thing very to normal. do when you're... A very normal thing to do when you're innocent. Extremely. Allegedly. I don't know. It's just like... I guess going back on the way you opened this episode... Let this be a lesson to people romanticizing the 2000s, the late 2000s specifically during the scene era, that, like, it was a lot of bad. Let's just bring back the part where we sit in a park and make candy, but remove the racism and uh, sexual predators this time. Can we, yeah. can we just do that? Can we just remember what it was and not do that? And also, I kind of hope that this project, and this is going to be the, maybe the harshest thing I've said on this show, I kind of hope that this project gets forgotten in the sands of time. I kind of think it has. I honestly I, think it has as well. I I have seen a lot of posts like where Christopher Drew is just being silly and people are like, how does it feel to be a MySpace has-been? <laughs> and you know what? If there ever was one. It's so disingenuous. That that That's what I'm leaving it yeah, on. That's, yeah. That's my... This whole album is a lie. It's putting on this persona of someone of something that someone is not. It's lying it's, to you in music form. Yeah, it's and again, like I was twelve when I liked this, so I easily fell for it. And that's mm-hmm. just what makes it feel really sinister to me. Yeah, it's it is it it does feel sinister. Like I tried to avoid it when I was like a kid because I just didn't like it. It wasn't the type of music I was into at the de- in the, that period of time. But, like, actually analyzing it and doing research for this episode and, like, listening back to the lyrics and everything, it's, like, it's very sinister and it's not good. What's that, what's that Simpsons bit about, like, the non-threatening boys? Lisa has this, mag- this teen magazine that's all non-threatening boys. 
Yeah. <laughs> and I feel like like that's all the music I listened to were non-threatening boys, and then they ended up being like very threatening boys. Mm-hmm. But with sillier haircuts. To be fair, I did want my hair to look like that when I was that age. Oh, yeah. Extremely. If I'd been allowed to dye my hair, like, I would have done the rubber band tails, probably. Amazing. Ooh, what a doozy. I feel like we're also on a very big Simpsons kick today. Like, all of our references have been, like, Simpsons. I, I'm never not on a Simpsons kick with you. Let's be that's real. That's fair. Yeah, that's... You're right. It's just the first ten seasons. You, you gotta quote it all the time. It's just how I think. It's because, like, my actual personality is kind of drained. So... That's all I got. <laughs> That's my remainder. Bart has cool has seven cool catchphrases. <laughs> Bart has seven cool phrases. <laughs> if we ever make enough money on the on like a Patreon or like make it big in the podcasting, we should make dolls where people pull our strings and we have seven cool catchphrases. And it's all like stuff we couldn't air on the radio. It's just <laughs> it's just me doing my gr- my Gruntilda voice. Yes, and for me, it's like oh, that's good. Oh, that's good. Oh, that's good. Oh, I don't like that. <laughs> I don't like it. I don't like it. If they got that, like, the, the pulse, you know, like that. I don't like it. <laughs> I think I think we should, like, you know, my Beavis and Butthead uh, IR toy that I have from Value Village where you, you put it in front of the TV and then it mm-hmm. responds to the IR signal from your TV remote. And every time you change the channel, it's like, this sucks. that's so good that's an invention that i own and i feel like we should have our own version we absolutely should someone sponsor us that's it we're getting ads yeah i want this um you could win our our rebranded beavis and butthead iart port toy but only if you sign up for (laughs) hellofresh you now owe us five cents hellofresh they'll pack you some lettuce and some meat, and also our reskinned Beavis and Butthead toy. It's a pretty sick deal, honestly. The sponsor is HelloFresh. <laughs> I'm an innocent man, and I couldn't even scam you. <laughs> oh, so let's get some final thoughts here. I think we already know, but what is your final, final thought, thought of the day? My final thought is woof, woof. <laughs> um. I hate this. I hate this so much. Don't don't go and listen to it unless you you want to follow the pod lore more and know what we were talking about. But it's bad. It sucks. I wish this band of Barry be forgotten. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's the harshest I've been. Yeah, to be honest. I think it's warranted. What have you been listening to this week, Tuesday? <laughs> I'm so glad you asked. Because <laughs> you know what I've been obsessed with this week? And is in my what? currently in my YouTube recommendations? What? It's a little song from the holiday season of 1993. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> Based off, like, five different pre-stocked rave beats. Um, I would like to present to you the single... The Christmas single, Mr. Blobby. You know what's really funny about Mr. Mr. Blobby? Mr. Blobby? Yeah, what's funny about Mr. Blobby? Is it Mr. Blobby? I don't know. Mr. Blobby. Okay. Um, 
when you said that video, I have the one, like, unexplained fear that I've been trying to figure out for my entire life is that I have a definitely unanswered fear of mascots. I'm so sorry. No, 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 it didn't frighten me, but, like, there's, like, a late, like, that's, the music video is already terrifying for many other reasons, even, like, a cultural terrifyingness about Mr. Blobby, Mm -hmm. but then add that fear on top of it, and it's, like, oh, my God, this is, like, absolutely terrifying. What is this? I, those children didn't want to be there. Those children in the children's choir chanting his name. They didn't want to be there. I can't believe that was number one in the UK for Christmas time, 1993. That's, I can't believe that. The only reason I know about Mr. Blobby is because of my favorite Wikipedia article, name of um, anti-Barney humor. (laughs) And then in the related articles, it's Mr. Blobby who received similar hatred. You know what? I can understand that. America brought us Barney and the Brits were like, hold my beer. Well, my beer, you want to see the most terrifying thing you've ever seen? You want to see something worse? You want to hear the most annoying sound in the world? (laughs) (laughs) You want to see this horrible mascot get sensually washed? Oh, I hate that part so much. And for a hot second, I thought the people, like, in the backing band were Chumbawamba. (laughs) Um, it it is actually based off the Shakespeare sister video uh, with one of the members of Banana Rambo, which is almost like Chumbawamba. I might have looked that up because I've never heard of that band, but I'm intrigued. Um, the song that that video is based off of was in heavy rotation at the vegan soap factory that I worked at once. <laughs> um, I actually genuinely like, like the song, but I just hate that they essentially bathed Mr. Blobby. Yeah, I don't like that. I'm saying my cool catchphrases all the time now, aren't I? It's pretty cool. It's pretty cool. You're like um the the hungry pumpkin game. It's like no. I don't want that. Have you been listening to anything else? Or is it just Mr. Blobby this week? No, I have been listening to other things. Um I have my I have my morning playlist that I've been compiling and it's called Good Freaking Morning People and it has a picture of a horrible little bat oh, as yeah. the cover. Mm-hmm. It's mostly like Oingo Boingo. Boingo Boingo is so good. Just blast it directly into the eardrums on the bus to work. We need to talk about Oingo Boingo soon. It's been it. in our like it's been in our zeitgeist for like two months. We gotta talk about Oingo Boingo. Yeah. I like that Danny Elfman played the Simpsons theme at Coachella and then everyone's saying along to the Simpsons and then they just they just That was that. maybe that was maybe my the best music moment of twenty twenty two. Probably. And also, like, I love that everyone was like, like, when Danny Elfman took off his shirt during that performance, and everyone's like, whoa, he's covered in tattoos and ripped for a 66 year old man. Yeah. <laughs> um, what have I been listening to this week? I've been listening to Oingo Boingo, the new B.A. Johnson, the new B.A. Johnson, Machine Girl, and um, I've been revisiting my favorite band when I was graduating high school, Snowing. Which I think will get their own episode. Oh yeah, sometime coming up soon. Snowing's real good. They I influenced my. Them. They influenced my one band that was mildly, like very, very mildly like sand, grain mildly successful. The one that sand. went on a tour. Sand. I don't like. I don't like sand. 
It's coarse and rough, and it gets everywhere. That's me trying to make conversation. I'm, when I I'm at work, and they're like, you need to make conversation and build relationships. And then I just go up to, like, someone who has just woken up. I'm like, I don't like Sam. I, that's my icebreaker whenever I've gone on a date on the beach. Yeah. <laughs> sand. I don't sand. like sand. And if they know what I'm doing, then it's going okay. Yeah. <laughs> you're, oh. <laughs> you're taller than you look. I hunch. <laughs> don't. <laughs> um, okay, that's enough. <laughs> I'm Devlin Galloway. You can follow me at Devlin Galloway on Twitter and Instagram. You can follow this podcast at Music Is Good Pod on Twitter and Instagram and on TikTok, which I've been trying desperately to figure out how to use to You're doing a advertise. Good job. You're advertising doing a good job. to the Thank you. I it takes a lot of thinking to figure out how that app works. I don't get it. I don't I don't get it. I don't get it. I don't get it. Anyway, you can follow us at those places at Music Is Good Pod. And the best way to support what we do and see some cursed outtakes, bonus episodes, and get a free ringtone of us lightly bullying our very good friend. <laughs> uh, you can go to patreon.com slash musicisgoodpod1 and you can get access to all that fun stuff. And our Discord. You can also follow our Discord. It's, it's not locked by on Patreon anymore. Um, but yes, you can get all that access all that access for one for as little as one Canadian dollar do. Yeah. That was a mouthful. It was good. Thank you. You, you did great. You're doing great. Uh, where can we find you, Tuesday? You shouldn't. <laughs> Fair enough. All right. The end. That's enough. Goodbye. <laughs> you make me happy. Whether you know it or not, we should be happy. That's what I said from the start I am so happy Knowing you are